Go to College, They Said, a podcast hosted by Get Involved NC, your center for student engagement and leadership at Niagara College. We're here for students who are looking to make the most out of their time in college, enhance their experience, make connections, and gain a competitive edge. This is an all-access pass for students to listen, learn, and start to lead with their best professional foot forward. So go to college, they said. It'll be fun, they said. And welcome back to Go to College, they said. We have one of our academic advisors, Catherine Gottley, here with us. Catherine is well-versed in the podcast now. <laughs> what, your third episode? My third episode. The, are... What is that, a hat trick? Yeah, I was just going to A say. sports term. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And today we're going to be talking about resiliency and goal setting and directly how it kind of relates to students' academics. So you're going to take us through what it actually means to be academically resilient. What are ways that a student can be resilient in their studies? I know that you've adapted a five-pillar theory. Yes. I'm shaking my head and I realize this is not a video for students. So (laughs) I was nodding. Perfect. And then again, academic resiliency and goal setting, and as well as overall well-being. So you'll also give them some tips, tools, and tricks that they can try. So again, a little bit of a workshop style podcast that students you can listen into and reflect on along the way. So thank you again for coming on to the show and let's dive right in. So tell us really what does it mean to be academically resilient? So resiliency comes in many different ways. It, it presents itself in many different areas of people's lives. But, you know, at the bare bones of it, resiliency is a person's ability to regroup or to bounce back, to persist through challenges. And sometimes people call it a person's grit. So it's very much how a person positively and constructively Uh, copes with different stressful or challenging situations. Resiliency takes a lot of practice. And like I said, it comes in many different shapes and forms in different areas of a person's life. Uh, For example, you know, students may have a toolkit to persist through personal challenges because they've worked in developing that um, and they know where to turn if they need extra support or if they stumble a little bit. But sometimes students might not have that toolkit in terms of their academics. So for many students, in particular students who are maybe the first people in their family to attend post-secondary or, you know, given our, our COVID life right now, students who have never participated in an online or a hybrid learning environment, you, you might still be in the process of developing an academic resiliency toolkit. So, you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody has a life outside of school. And developing resiliency in your academics is going to be linked to your own personal story. Um, resiliency really honors your past experiences through honest reflection on what went well and what didn't go well. And resiliency also calls you to manifest your future goals through flexibility and adaptability. And that that key, you know, reflection piece. Resiliency doesn't really mean that there's one path that you have to follow or prepare for, especially when dealing with academics. It means being resilient in your academics means you have the tools, you have the knowledge, you have the support and the grit to recognize that even if path A doesn't work out, there are still paths B through Z that you can you can work on and you can try until you find something that works for you. I think those are all really great points. And one that stuck out to me was that you don't have to have it right now. It's something that you work towards. And I think that's really important for students to hear that this is a skill that you can develop 
and Mm -hmm. you are definitely, whether you're consciously doing it or not right now, becoming resilient in, like you said, our new COVID life and our COVID um, delivery of your schooling and programming. That is what's making you resilient is that every day you're showing up every day, you are putting in the work and you're seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and you're not giving up. So like we said, consciously or not, you're building that resiliency up and now you're just going to recognize the benefits to it. So all of those exactly. so, so, so great for students to hear. So let's dive into those kind of five pillars that you have kind of drafted and adapted. What are ways that students can be resilient in those studies? Sure. So the five pillars that um, you're referring to are actually, they've been adapted a little bit from the Bounce Back Project. And the Bounce Back Project is a collaborative effort put together by physicians, nurses, hospitals leaders, staff, and community partners in Wright County, Minnesota. They have a website. It's really helpful. There's a lot of different tips and tricks about being resilient in different activities that people can do to work on their resiliency in different areas of their life. But essentially what they have come up with is these five pillars of what resiliency looks like and the characteristics of a resilient person. So their self-awareness, mindfulness, self-care, positive relationships, and purpose. So when they refer to self-awareness, they're, they're talking about people that have a clear perception of your personality, including your strengths and your weaknesses, your thoughts, beliefs, motivation, and emotion. It allows you to, self-awareness allows you to understand other people but also how they perceive you and your attitude and your responses to them in a particular moment. When they refer to mindfulness, they're talking about a state of active and open attention on the present moment. When you're mindful, you observe your thoughts and feelings from a distance without judging them good or bad. So you're not putting a value on your reaction in a particular moment. You're just having that reaction. And then, you know, instead of letting your life pass you by, mindfulness means you're living in the moment and you are participating in that moment. Self-care, I think, you know, very, very much a buzzword, but it's really referring to our ability as, as humans to function effectively in the world while meeting the multiple challenges of daily life with a sense of energy, vitality, and confidence. So this back project is saying, you know, self-care is initiated and maintained by us as individuals. It requires our active engagement. Positive relationships, you know, our positive relationships with the people that support and care for us and how we care for them. And then purpose is very much a big picture type of pillar. It's the recognition that we belong to and serve something bigger than ourselves. So if we're going to adapt those five pillars into an educational or an academic setting, we could take self-awareness and look at it as being a self-directed learner. A self-directed learner is someone who who takes charge of their own learning process. They understand their learning needs. They identify their learning goals. They have different strategies and they can evaluate their learning performances and outcomes. It's it's the ability for a person to formulate a plan and identify tools, resources, and strategies that they need in their own learning. It also, you know, talks about the, the behaviors and the characteristics associated with you know, intrinsic motivation, integrity, agency in your learning, diligence, perseverance, and grit. And that's, I mean, self-directed learning is something that you can develop over time. I think in a little bit, we're going to talk about maybe some questions that you can ask yourself about how you can position yourself as a self-directed learner. It's, it's a challenge. And it's a lot of times, you know, students can be just passive in their education. They just sit there and they listen and they absorb from their instructor and they just kind of go through the motions of classes. That's fine. You're still getting knowledge. You're still there, but being a self-directed learner 
is having that self-awareness of how you're positioning yourself in that learning, where you're going, what has led you to this point and how it's all linked to your overall purpose, which I'll talk about in a second, but linked to that purpose and goal that you have for yourself. Yeah. And I think that this is really big for students to also look at this from the lens of future employment and the mm-hmm. that potential employers are going to look, look at as such an asset is people who are resilient. They have that self-awareness. It's very important in your workplace that you're able to be that self-directed learning in in a work environment because Mm -hmm. it's going to help you tenfold if you're able to adapt these skills and put it into your your future employment and those that atmosphere because that is what's going to help you thrive and that's what lots of research shows is that resiliency leads to thriving so just for students to also take a look at this towards their future employment as well. For sure. And I think, you know, going along with that, the the idea of a growth mindset. So if we talk about mindfulness um, as one of the pillars, we can adapt that into an academic setting to be a growth mindset. So this is, a, this is an idea that was developed by Carol Dweck. So it's a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And a fixed mindset is very much a passive learner. It's somebody that is just there. They think that, you know, my intelligence is limited. My ability is limited. There's no way for me to grow. I'm just here to absorb and maybe I'll apply it. Maybe I won't. But with a growth mindset, you're really, you know, understanding that your, your abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work and your, your intelligence and your talent are really just the starting point. Again, related to career development as well. Everybody's entering at an entry-level job most of the time, right? That's not where you're going to be forever. You're not going to always be sitting in a, in a level one class in your program because it's all leading to something, right? And, and recognizing that this is not the end of your learning. This is really just the beginning. Yeah, so, student- think of, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think of this uh, when I talk to my leadership students or students who are unsure if they want to be a part of the leadership program because they're like, I'm not a leader. Whereas it really takes a growth mindset to understand that you're willing and open to developing those skills. And that it, I always say, you're going to get out what you put into this program. And I think that's really what that growth mindset is, is knowing that you have to put in the work, but the reward will come. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that just stuck out to me. And and when I described to the students that the program right now, especially being online delivered is self-guided and you put in the work, whether you want to log in one hour a day or kind of go in and hammer it all out at one time. It's you there and be able to, like we said, put in the work for you to, to gain a reward from it. And that's what I see that growth mindset as. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think, you know, it's embracing this idea that you can learn and become smarter if you work hard and you persevere and you challenge yourself and you see failures as opportunities to improve your learning and skills that, you know, not everything is doomsday. You don't do as well as you thought you would on a test or something like that. It's also, you know, being present, exactly what you said, being present in your learning and, actively engaging in your online or on-campus classes, free of distraction in the moment, because the, the collection of those moments and the combination of those moments are shaping your learning and success for the future. And, you know, it's understanding that the current moment has been informed by previous learning moments and leading to those future moments, and they'll come and you will continue to, and they'll continue to come through your whole life. 
and actively retaining the information that you're receiving now and linking it to your goals as a self-directed learner, like I said before, will help you manifest that purpose or that big picture. And so, I mean, self-care as a pillar, I think really looking at educational self-care as a means to, you know, be prepared for your classes, be organized in your notes, understand your learning style and things like that. You're, you're understanding that, you know, there are pieces that you can do to help you prepare to be mindful in your classes and be there and be present. Um, and also understanding that maybe that means taking a different educational path and maybe it means reducing your course load or taking a break. Like I said, everybody has their own stories, right? And there's you being a student is just one aspect of your identity and knowing that there is a purpose to your program and to your career goals, but that path is not conventional for everyone, right? Looking at positive relationships. So looking at your campus community, and I know we've talked about this a lot, looking at, you know, the support services available or your relationship with your peers in your classes, relationships with your instructors, knowing how to advocate for yourself, things like that. And then really your purpose. What are your short and your long-term educational goals? What are your career goals? Yeah. So you brought up goals and I want to chat a bit about academic resiliency and goal setting and how you see that they're related and how students can kind of make that correlation and help them with that goal setting aspect. Sure. So there, you can set goals, you know, you can set short-term goals, you know, things that you want to accomplish this week. You can set kind of medium or mid-length goals, things that you want to, you know, complete this month and then long-term goals that you want to complete for the whole semester or for your entire program, but setting smart goals. And when you say smart goals, it's, it's actually an acronym. This is how I'm going to track my progress with this particular goal in this specific class. Here's how I'm going to know that I have achieved that goal. And here's the timeline I'm giving myself for that. So it's really breaking down your goals to be as measurable and as specific as possible to help you be accountable to them and to to set a roadmap for yourself. So you're not just kind of blowing in the breeze. You're not the the feather in Forrest Gump just floating around. Is that a reference that people will still know? Do you think? I don't know. Yes, I think it is. Okay. Look up a YouTube video if you don't. (laughs) Forrest Gump, great movie. Um, But it's, you know, really, really being specific about what you're doing. But also, you know, being gentle with yourself. And if you don't meet those goals exactly as you hoped, regrouping and reframing, and that's that resiliency piece, knowing that if you can't, if you haven't achieved this in the way that you initially have planned, go back and start again and re realign your goals, rewrite it out and, and go down path B through Z, like I said before, and also challenging yourself, right? Like, like be gentle with yourself, but also realize your potential and realize that you can push yourself, try and achieve more challenging or, or more, you know, higher level goals than just, I'm going to pass this class. So, you know, how do you do that? How do you set those goals? How do you figure out timelines? Make sure you're looking at your TLPs, Make sure you're looking at your overall program plan. You know what classes are coming in the future. You know how the learning, and this is that self-directed learning piece. How is your learning in these classes going to inform your learning in the future? And then also link it to your career opportunities. Start looking at job descriptions for for the way that you want to go, the purpose of your education. And 
what, you know, what are the pieces of these goals that you're setting that are going to help you write your resume or help you write your cover letter when you get to the end, because you've had the opportunity to really set specific, measurable, achievable goals along the way that are leading to you to be successful in this particular career path. And, you know, seek out a mentor, use the mentorship program at Niagara College, find other people in your program in upper levels, or even find people in industry and talk to them about how they got to that point. What goals were they setting? What were they doing at this particular point in their career where you're at right now? And, you know, how did they shape their path to get where they are now? Yeah, that's such good advice. So many great things that students can kind of add to their checklist of what to do. I loved what you said about being gentle with yourself. And if you don't meet those exact goals or in maybe the timeline that you had hoped for, but it's resiliency is really that ability to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and say that route didn't work, learn from your failures and kind of move forward. And Mm -hmm. I can really apply to students overall, overall well-being and again, link to their academics, but maybe let's chat a bit about that. Sure. I mean, you know, as I said before, your academics are just one part of your identity. This is one piece of the overall picture of you as a person. And yes, obviously, it's going to, you know, bleed into other areas of your life. But um, there's there's so many, I, I think students a lot of times get stuck in the moment and get very upset and very beaten down maybe when the, when things aren't going their way or the way that they anticipated they're not excelling in classes that they thought they would excel in but that's just one piece of who you are right like ultimately an employer or you know your your peers they're going to be looking at you as a whole package they're going to be looking at you know the way that you interact with other people so your self-awareness and your and your mindfulness they're also going to be looking at yeah your academics a little bit but that's not the end all be all you're still going to get to a goal you're still going to contribute to your overall purpose in your education if you fail one test or if you fail one thing or you didn't get you know 100% on something that's not the it's not the end all be all of your entire personality of your entire person you know really knowing what your long term goals are and why they're your goals and how you're going to get there can help you realize that education is just one piece of that puzzle and like i said you know it's, it's in the moment is really hard it you can feel overwhelmed you can feel like everything is doomed that you're not capable that you don't have the knowledge and all that negative self-talk gets us stuck in a place that is really challenging to get out of sometimes and a piece of you know being resilient is being able to incorporate positive self-talk to get out of that but sometimes it can be overwhelming and it can get to the point that you are not able to do that by yourself so utilizing your supports on campus accessing our health and wellness and accessibility services to speak with a mental health counselor or speak with an accessibility consultant to use the tools that are available to you to develop that positive self-talk or to develop more positive ways to manage those negative feelings is going to be helpful for you in the long run. Yeah, there's lots of lots of people in your corner as a student here at NC. And I think it's important that you're also in your own corner. But like we said at the beginning of this podcast, resiliency isn't something that you need to have mastered and you likely don't. It's something you work towards and develop. Lots of different resources that you can along the way. There's going to be ups and downs everyone gets that sense of feeling overwhelmed and it's just whether or not you're able to like we said be self-aware and reach out when you know okay maybe it's it's beyond just me being able to handle this and you can Mm -hmm. more resources to help you with that 
Mm -hmm. Really great, really great advice. I want to kind of recap on some tools and takeaways for students who are maybe wanting to, or who are maybe following along and can kind of reflect if you have any other things that they can maybe do outside of this podcast to help with developing their resiliency. Sure. So, you know, taking a learning assessment to, if you've never done a seven personalities test or a VARK, V-A-R-K assessment um, to kind of figure out what type of learner you are, there's lots of free very easily accessible learning assessments that you can take online. I think the one caveat with that is saying, you know, it's not the end all be all of your learning. A lot of students, especially in a hybrid learning environment, they're multimodal learners, meaning that they excel maybe using one type of learning strategy in one particular area based on, you know, the way that one instructor teaches the class and using a different type of learning strategy or study strategy based on those learning assessments in a different class would be more helpful. So, you know, yes, I think it's important for students to figure out what type of learner they are, but it's also important to look into what the other learning types are and finding the tips and tricks from those particular uh, learning styles that would help you in different situations. So most students in 2021 are multimodal learners. There's not really a whole lot of students that have one particular learning style that is gonna work exclusively for them in every single class. So looking into all the different things that you could be doing. Another thing you can do, and you might wanna get a pencil and paper for this because I'm just gonna read out a bunch of questions, um, but it is creating a self-directed learning plan. So there are there are templates that you can look up if you just Google a self-directed learning plan. A lot of them though are from the perspective of an instructor. So you as a student would have to adapt those to your particular learning situation. But just in general, you know, if you're if you want to kind of answer these questions to yourself and reflect on them, you know, what what are you looking to learn? Why what do you want to learn in your program and why do you want to learn it? Um, what do you already know about that particular topic? What do you still need to learn? How are you going to measure that learning? What will that learning look like? So are you going to, you know, I think that question might, might be a little confusing. So thinking about how are you going to know when you have learned the thing that you are, are focusing on? What, what indicators can you see in your own learning or in your own life to say that you've really absorbed that knowledge and you are applying it to future learning situations? Who is the expert in that particular area that you can learn from? Again, how are you going to apply this to apply this learning to future learning? Or how will you ensure accountability for this plan? So what are you going to do for yourself to check off that you are sticking to this self-learning plan? And so then what do you do with that? Like you just have a list of things posted on your wall, never look at it again. Another piece of that self-directed learning is really including your progress in an easily accessible place, like an online portfolio, maybe. Maybe it's a collection of reflections that you keep in a journal or use, you know, OneDrive or something and just have a document open all the time that you're reflecting on your learning. So you can see how all of your learning is leading to your goal. And it also gives you an opportunity to speak to the process of you achieving that learning, the soft skills that you have developed and getting to that point. So, you know, the communication skills that you're building, the collaborative skills that you're building, all the things that an employer is going to ask you in a question in an interview about how can I, how do you work on a team? Or how do you hold yourself accountable for work and things like that, right? And if this is something that you need help with, talk to your academic advisor, because these are the things that we love to talk about. We love to help students 
stay on the path for their own learning goals and, and to help them stay accountable to that learning plan. Yeah, I think those are all really, really great points. I love the thought of challenging students to look at their strengths and weaknesses in terms of taking that learning assessment and finding out what type of learner they are. But like you said, multimodal learning and you, it's not like a one size fits all most mm-hmm. of the time, but knowing maybe what learning style isn't your strength and putting in the work to develop that because it's great to know how you learn in the best way for you, but it's developing on the things you're not so great at that's going to help you down the road and relate to with uh, future employment. And then with all of those prompts and questions, reflect on those. And I love that you mentioned soft skills. We love chatting soft skills. And if you are reflecting on how you're learning, put those that, that down, like you said, pen to paper or digitally and directly pull out the skills that you're learning. Whether you say that we just so many times we have students who who say, oh, I don't have any workplace experience. I Mm -hmm. only have retail or like working in the food industry when that's not their future employment path. But there's skills associated with that that you could pull out from those experiences. And I think reflecting is a great way to bring out those skills. So Mm -hmm. that as a um, a takeaway for students to to adapt reflecting into their um, maybe routine for sure and I think one one last thing I'll just I'll just point out is actually writing down your goals and actually you know having it in a, a visible place that you can see every day to remind yourself of what those goals are and purposefully scheduling check-ins for yourself on those goals. And, you know, as we keep saying, you know, the resiliency piece is realizing that sometimes those goals don't work out in the way that you thought, but being able to go back and revise, like don't write it in a permanent marker on your wall kind of thing. Like be be able to go back and revise your goals based on the challenges that you've, you've had or on reflecting on, you know, maybe you didn't give yourself enough time for this because your learning style is not lending itself to really understand this particular concept. I think actually writing things down, putting pen to paper or putting fingers to keyboard, whatever you want to do is really important because it, it lays it all out for you. It's not just this like cerebral thing that. Yeah. Like in the back of your mind. Exactly. I also encourage students to speak things into existence and say your goals out loud, tell people your goals. You don't have to tell them maybe all of your goals, but if there is one that you're working on, you never know who maybe could help you along the way or a connection. It's always networking. And I think it's, it's nice to be open and honest about what what you're working towards. So Mm -hmm. are your goals as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes I feel like some of this is so like hokey pokey, but it's legit. Like if you, if, it if, is like, it truly will help you to see these things in front of you and also acknowledge your growth and acknowledge that you are working hard and you are doing great. And there are things that you can celebrate every single day. If you continue to monitor your, your short, medium and long-term goals, right? Yeah, it definitely does elevate your professionalism. I think it just puts you into the next level of your career path. And I really do love when you are able to voice what you're doing and connect with other people. And you're going to surround yourself with like-minded people who are on the same path, whether you have the same goals or you're just goal-oriented people. And I think mm-hmm. like as hokey as it, as it sounds, 
you are who you surround yourself with. And while we may not be surrounding ourselves with many people um, in COVID, but you can still make those connections. Exactly. So any final thoughts for us? Um, I mean, I I think I've said this in every single podcast I've been on, but really just being gentle with yourself. Like this really is a challenging time for a lot of reasons. And, you know, even though we're all in the same storm, not everybody has the same boat in that storm. That was an Instagram post I saw. So I like that. (laughs) Fully ripping that off. But not everybody, you know, not everybody has the same tools to, to be resilient and to persist in this particular situation but knowing that you know you can build on some of those things and if you do need that extra support to fix a hole in your boat then there is that support available to you and there's always a path forward the one thing I always tell students is that there's always school will always be here there will always be a way for you to progress in your academics and achieve a final goal that final goal may not be the same as when you started your program but we can help you get there regardless of what it is. And in saying that, you know, stay connected with us, stay connected with our engagement team, stay connected with your career consultants and your co-op consultants and your academic advisors and all of the supports that are here. As Sarah said, you know, you have so many people in your corner that are wanting you to be successful and to achieve your goals. You just have to kind of reach, reach out and make sure that you know, you're, you're taking that step as well. Absolutely. As always stay connected with us, slide into our DMS on Instagram at get involved NC, shoot us an email. You can connect with your advisors. Still they're booking through beacon on your, my NC portal, and there's lots of options. So our services in EAC are available to students as they would be in person. It is just virtual. So opportunities for phone, video chat, email, anything that works for you we're here to help you build those skills. And if you have a question, you're not sure who to ask, you can always connect with us. You can email lead at niagaracollege.ca and we will get you connected to the person with the right answer. So take your future into your own hands. (laughs) Work on these these skills. So thank you so much for listening and thank you, Catherine, for being back on the pod. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.